house of the Lord this morning. Amen. Well, I am glad that you are in the house. We're glad to see you. Uh, what a beautiful day it is. And uh, we trust that all is well with you. So let's go turn in our Bibles again. And uh, we're going to go right back to our theme scripture uh, that we talked about last week. This is part two. And uh, I think there is, uh, I think, 50 more parts. All year, all year, Amen. We're gonna we're gonna press this word, and we're gonna uh, we're gonna do it. We're gonna see it. We're gonna experience it, and uh, it's gonna be good. So uh, I have to recap, though, for some of y'all, uh, Dale skipped out on church, and Tracy and Joe. Uh, there you go. Come on. <laughs> They had a reason, though. They had to clean out an old truck and get Matt something to drive. He had a, we, last week we prayed. He had that accident. People, guy come up behind him, had a seizure and hit him. And we're so thankful. Uh, I text him in the week and told him I was so thankful he was okay and sorry about his truck. So, <laughs> that's a big thing to a guy. I mean, you know, you can do best with a lot of things, but your truck, that's sacred. I mean, that's just mess with a man's truck. All right, so let's just, we're going to jump right in this and then we're going to just continue on. But our theme scripture this year, I encourage you to memorize it, learn it, get it in your heart. 1 Samuel chapter number 30 and verse number 8. And uh, let's just read it together. This is uh, King James, but you can learn it out of any version you want. I just love this because I like these words uh, right here. And David inquired of the Lord, saying, Shall I pursue after this troop? Shall I overtake them? And he answered him, Pursue, for thou shalt surely overtake them, and without fail recover all. Can I get a big amen? So we're we're talking about uh, recovery, the year of recovery. Uh, and we're going to continue on today, but let me just give you a little uh, retake of last week. And so uh, David and his men have been out fighting. They come home to Ziglag. The enemy has come in, burned the town, taken their wives, their children, all of their stuff. And they come back and they're devastated. How many has ever been devastated by loss? Uh, uh, we, we, we've lost uh, loved ones and we've lost things and jobs and uh, all kind of things. We've lost a, lo- a lot of different things and it affects us in different ways. But we, we understand that loss and that sense of hopelessness and, and that sense uh, of, am I going to get it back? You know, I've, I've, uh, I've lost a lot of things around this property in my lifetime. Uh, I, I've, I've had bicycles stolen, go-karts, motorcycles Lawnmowers wasn't so sad about that one, uh, but <laughs> had a riding lawnmower stolen. We went and borrowed one and chained it up. The next night they came back and stole that one too. <laughs> uh, they broke in the church and stole a bunch of sound equipment. And when they went out the door, they wrote on the door, "Lord, forgive me." My dad was like, "If they really wanted forgiveness, they'd have put the stuff back." Uh, we've, we've lost a lot of stuff. I can remember as a little, just a young kid, I'd, I'd be out of here skating on the uh, concrete, and I, I'd had a radio. I'd play the radio. You know, I made it my own skate rink, Sandra. Uh, let's Roll was right here. And uh, somebody stole my radio. And uh, the next day at school, I was walking down the hall, and I saw this kid with it. I said, hey, where'd you get that radio? He said, I found it. I said, where'd you find it? He said, out of church over there. I said, that's my radio. Give it back. No. He didn't. He wouldn't give it back. So I went and told my friend. Roger lived across the street. He was bigger than me. And uh, he went and got my radio back. So I know what it's like to suffer loss. I've lost grandparents. Right here on a Wednesday night, we were sitting here. I was preaching and my grandmother was sitting Right over there in the pew, and she slumped over. And 
she revived, the ambulance came, she revived and got to the hospital. And we'd have never had them bring her back if we'd have known. They'd shocked her and brought her back. And she's laying there and she's trying to lift her hands up. And the nurses was pulling her hands down and telling her, sweetie, don't pull on your core, whatever. And it was my little Church of Christ aunt that told the nurse, let her alone. She's praising the Lord. <laughs> Granny's laying there in bed, hands lifted. She went to be with the Lord. My mom and daddy both went to be with the Lord. I know what it's like to suffer loss. I've been with a lot of people. We've cried a lot of tears. So David and his men are in this situation where they, they didn't know they were going to get them back. David had, I mean, you, you think about losing your wife. David had two, two of them. I don't know how he could afford them. I mean, he had to be king to afford two wives. The men wanted to stone him. Isn't it amazing when you get in a situation to where people suffer loss and there's trouble? It, it, it's, the flesh comes out, doesn't it? And because they were suffering loss, they were angry, they lashed out and they said, we're going to kill you. And the Bible says David encouraged himself. David knew how to worship. David remembered when he was out in the field playing his harp and a lion came out to get his sheep and he ripped him apart. He remembered a bear coming out. He remembered facing Goliath. He remembered all that God had brought him through. And when you remember what God has brought you through, we just sang it. I'll sing of your love forever. Lord, you've been so good to me. You brought me through so much. When you rehearse in your mind all that God has brought you through up to this point, don't think God brought you this far to let you down now. And David encouraged himself in the Lord. You're going to have to encourage yourself sometime this year. There may not be somebody around to encourage you. And you're going to have to pick yourself up and say, listen to me. You know, it, 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 it was, it's been said. He that speaks only to others and not himself is a fool. It's amazing how we can talk to everybody and tell everybody else what to do and how to do it. But we need to talk to ourselves. We need to say self. You're going to do right, self. You're going to act right, self. You're not going to do that, self. We need to talk to ourselves. And David said, self, you're not going to be down. You're not going to get in the mully grub. You're going to get up and you're going to pray. That's what he did. He inquired of the Lord. And he said, Lord. Now, I like David's question. Because sometimes when we pray, we don't know the answer. He said, Lord, shall I pursue? Lord, will I overtake? He didn't know if he would or not. He didn't know if he was going to get anything back or not. He didn't know if they were already dead. He had no idea. He had to inquire. Sometimes when you pray, you already know the answer. But sometimes you don't know. You don't know what to do. You don't know the answer. You don't know what, where, where, where this thing is going to lead and what's going on. Lord, what shall I do? Shall I go? Shall I? And the Lord speaks. Did you know the Lord answers prayer? Listen, tune in. Listen. I mean, slow down a little bit and listen. And the Lord said, yes. Pursue. That's what I want to talk about today. Ever since last Sunday at lunch after church, we went over to Chrissy and Elias's uh, for Juliet and Alexander's birthday party. And uh, we were sitting at lunch, and uh, we were just to mention and saying something about this. And Brother Johnny, uh, sitting down at the other end, eating a good bowl of chili, he said, and, and this, is, this message just comes right from you. And he said it, and it's just been in my heart all week long. He said, pursue in 22. That's what we're going to do. We're going to pursue in 22. What are we going to do? How are we going to overtake? How are we going to win? How are we going to do the things that we talked about? So last week, we talked about the year of recovery. What do we want to recover? Number one, from a bad spiritual condition. From a bad mental condition. From a bad financial condition. 
from a bad relational condition and from a bad financial. We said, let's start over. Y'all help me. It's been a week. Spiritual, mental, relational, physical, and financial. There you go. So, what are we going to do? How are we going to recover in those areas? You're not going to recover anything until you pursue it. What does it mean to pursue? I'm glad you asked. Pursue means to follow. To try to catch or capture someone or something. Usually... A long distance or time. See, so many of us... Now, there may be things this year that you may recover this week. You may get over it this week. It may instantly just bam! I mean, everything can change in a moment. But there's going to be other things. You're going to have to follow after it for a long distance for a long time. But the key, don't give don't quit pursuing. A lot, few hunters in the in, in the house. Uh, Joe uh, is the master hunter in the house. He's got he's got more kills and more big deer, and he's got it all. I, I tell you, he needs he needs to build a museum. He, he needs to. Uh, that's what we call here their living room. <laughs> and, and he knows. There's been a lot of his shots, dropped them right in their, in their step, just right there. But have you ever had to pursue one? You, 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 you had to follow it. You, you, you had to track it. You had to find the blood drops on the ground. You, you, you had to find the, the prints. You, you had to find the little broken twigs. And I, I know these hunters have tracked animals miles. And it's a terrible feeling to not be able to find it, isn't it? It's a terrible feeling when you pursue something and you're not able to attain it. But can I tell you this morning, God's not, He doesn't want you to do that. He, he, if you, he's going to tell you, pursue, overtake, and you're going to regain it all back. He said, you will recover. I love this. Without fail. Pursue, and you'll surely overtake, and then you're going to recover all without fail. But how are we going to do that? Well, we're going to have to follow it. We're going to have to look for the signs. We're going to have to track it. We're going to have to find the, 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 the prints. We're going to have to... I've, during my uh, rehabilitation time, I've watched some westerns. And they track them. Track those horses and... Then they get up in the mountains or they go into rivers and they can't track them anymore and they lose the track. And the enemy is going to try to avoid us. The devil's going to try to get away from us. He's going to try to get your stuff and get away. But can I tell you, he can't get away from the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit's the best tracking dog you ever had. And when the Holy Spirit goes out before you, He'll lead you and guide you. And He's going to help you overtake, amen, and recover everything you've lost. To pursue, to try to get or do something over a period of time. To be involved in. It's an activity. Can I tell you this year, pursuit of God is an activity. Church is a pursuit of God. And it should be an activity. It should be active and not passive. When you come to the house of God, you need to be pursue, pursuing. Amen. Woo! Reminds me of Roscoe Pico train. He would say, Woo, woo, I'm in hot pursuit. He'd tell Flash, Come on, Flash, we're in hot pursuit. <laughs> Some of y'all have no idea what I'm talking about. These kids don't know nothing about it. It means to follow in order to overtake. 
capture, kill, or defeat. Listen, I'm telling you, I'm not in pursuit of the enemy, amen, to, to, to uh, have a party with him. I'm not in relationship with the enemy just to see what he's up to. I am in pursuit of the enemy that is stolen from me, amen, to overtake him, to capture him, to kill him, and defeat him. It means to find or employ measures to obtain or accomplish. What measures are you going to take this year to accomplish your recovery? What are you going to do to recover? To proceed along, to pursue, to engage in, to follow up or proceed with. And I like this very last one, number five. It's pretty simple. Chase. We're going to chase it. Somebody say, I'm going to chase it. I'm going to chase after God. I'm going to chase it. I'm going to pursue. What am I going to pursue in 22? I'm going to pursue a good spiritual relationship. I'm going to recover from a bad spiritual relationship. I'm going to follow hard after God. I'm going to follow on to know God. I'm going to love Him. I'm going to search for Him. I'm going to believe. I'm going to trust. I'm going to sing. I'm going to worship. I'm going to do whatever it takes to pursue a relationship with God. Hosea chapter 6, verse number 1 through 3. Come, let us return unto the Lord. For He hath torn, and He will heal us. He hath smitten, and He will bind us up. After two days, He will revive us. The third day, He will raise us up, and we shall live in His sight. Then shall we know if we follow. What's, what, what's what, one of the definitions of pursue? follow. So we can say right there, then shall we know if we pursue, if we follow on to know the Lord. Listen, if you want to know the Lord, you're going to have to follow Him. You're going to have to pursue Him. You're going to have to get after Him. You're going to have to make an effort. You're going to have to follow for a time and a distance. Amen. It's not just a once ever, ever now and then. If you're going to know the Lord, amen, you've got to spend some time and some energy pursuing the things of God. He is worth pursuing. God is worth knowing. He loves you. And He wants to do so much more than just save you. Thank God for salvation. Thank God, amen, for a heavenly home. But right here, He wants to do so much with you and through you. Amen, if we'll just pursue Him to know Him. He said in 2 Timothy 2.22, To flee also youthful lust, but to follow did you, did you know there's some things you don't need to follow? There's some people you don't need to follow. There, there are some things on, on, on Facebook and Instagram and, uh, that you need to unfollow. There, there are some things you don't need to follow. He said, flee youthful lust. All those things that got you in trouble. All that stuff that's not good for you. All the, the sins that so easily beset us. Flee those things. Let's run away from those things. There's a lot of people pursuing those things. We see a whole world pursuing after unrighteousness and ungodliness. And they're pursuing all these things. They're pursuing sin. But I'm telling you, as for us, we're going to flee those things. But we are going to follow righteousness, faith, charity, peace with them that call on the Lord out of a pure heart. Come on, we're going to follow God. We're going to seek to know God. Amen. We're going to follow on to know Him and have a relationship. What are you going to do this year to build your relationship with God? Do you want to pray more? Do you want to read God's Word more? Do you want to attend church more? More, more outreach? More, more, more giving of your time? More serving? More loving? More? What, 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 how, do you, how are you going to pursue God? What, what do you want to build? What kind of relationship? You know what? It, it's not enough. It, it's a terrible thing to just to, to, to know you're born again, to know you're on the way to heaven, to know that you have eternal life, but people all around us going to hell and we're not telling them. That's selfish. Let's don't be selfish. Let's throw out a lifeline. Come on, let's pursue God and let's help lead people to God. People are going to see you. They're going to follow you.
They're going to want to know what's different about you. Because when you pursue God and you have His joy and His peace and His love and God's blessings are upon your life, people are going to come and say, Hey, what's going on with you? And you can tell them, I'm in pursuit. I'm in hot pursuit. Of what? Of God. Of Jesus. Of a relationship. Of a friendship. Listen, we're not talking about religion. We're talking about relationship. We want to know God. We're going to pursue Remember, all the things that we want to recover from a bad, now we're going to pursue a good. We want to pursue a good mental health. We hear so much nowadays about mental health and all the issues. And you know what? We, we need to be very conscious of that. And we need to be mindful. And we need to watch. And when we see people having some, some mental difficulties, you know what? We don't just need to ignore it. Let's step in and let's help. Let's do what we can to help people get a better mental uh, uh, attitude and a better mental position and a better mental thing. Because listen, he, he said, how do we do that? First of all, we're going to have to have our mind renewed. The, 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 the natural mind, it's, it's very... Uh, derogatory, very sad, very down. Everything can be very, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Discouraging, negative, yeah. Just our natural mind, it looks at things and we're very, we we, we look at people and we want to think the worst. Come on, I don't want to do that. I don't want to be looking for the bad. I, I, I want to be looking for the good. I want to renew my mind. Have, Jesus said, have, let the mind that was in Christ be also in you. How many would like to have the mind of Christ? Well, listen, you're not going to have the mind of Christ unless you pursue Christ. And if you pursue Christ, you're going to pursue His Word. And as you read His Word, His Word is going to renew your mind. And then you're not going to be thinking the thoughts from Facebook. You're going to be thinking the thoughts from his book. Yeah. We need to spend a little less time on Facebook and have a little more time with our face in his book, don't we? It'll change our mind. It'll change our attitude. It'll change. We, we've got to begin to change our mind. And we've we, we got, we got to get some, some better. What, what, what's one thing that drives us crazy in our mind? People. And what people's done to us and said to us. And listen to this. Acts 24, 16. And herein do I exercise myself to have always a conscience. Now what kind of conscience do we want to have? Listen here. Void of offense. How many's ever been offended? Anybody ever hurt your feelings? That's hard to get off your mind, isn't it? That's all you can think about. They hurt my feelings. They, 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 I, can't, I, I can't believe they said that. I can't believe they did that. And it just, it just worries your mind. Amen. Here in Acts, he said, I, I, I want to have always a conscious void. <laughs> now, sometimes I have a void conscience. Men are the only ones. Women can say, what are you thinking? Nothing. And we're telling the truth. <laughs> Women can't think nothing. They're always thinking something. But men, nah, we can be blank. But you know what? We want to not be void. We want to be void of offense. Now listen to this. Void of offense toward God. And toward men. Did you know a lot of people? Listen, there's some people that can't pursue God because they're mad at God. They blame God for what's going on. They blame God for what's happening. They blame God for that loss. They blame God for taking that loved one. They blame God for that job. They blame God for how He made you. And uh, you're blaming God for a lot of stuff, and it's not God's fault. God's a good God. All good and perfect gifts come from the Lord above. But these things we try to blame on God. So we have a conscience of offense toward God. And it's hard to pursue someone that you're mad at. You ever been mad at your spouse? It's kind of hard to pursue them when you're mad at them, isn't it? You just want to get away from them.
To have a conscious void of offense toward God and toward men. Listen, we don't want to be offended and take offense and let that rack our mind. It'll take your peace. It'll take your joy. It'll destroy all the creativity that God wants to give you and all the things He wants to download into you. Amen. If you've got offense, amen, you're clouded and everything is seen through the lens of offense. We need to let it go. Lord... I forgive them. I let it go. But it was their fault. That don't matter. Don't matter whose fault it was. Unforgiveness is like drinking poison and hoping the other person dies. It'll, it only affects you. They probably don't even remember it anymore. You're still offended in your mind. Listen, don't be offended at God. If God, if you got a problem with God, go to Him. He's big. God's a big God. He can handle your problems. He can handle your questions. Go to Him. Talk to Him. Lord, I'm mad at you. Okay, what's up? You know what? Talk to Him. Get in His Word and you'll find out. Wait a minute. That wasn't God. But right in the middle of it, it was God that's brought me through it. It was God's mercy and His hand and His love that's brought me this far. And we've, you know what? We, get, we have to get over it. Lord, I'm sorry. I blamed you for that. I'm sorry. Forgive me. And we've got to get a clear conscience toward God. And then we can pursue after to know Him. I don't want to know somebody I, I, I'm mad at. I don't want to get to know somebody I don't like. So I want to make it right with man too. And my friends and my family and my co-workers and, 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 and strangers amazing how we can get attitudes against people we see on TV, don't even know them. Political figures, and we just don't like them. Well, we don't have to like them, but we got to pray for them. We can't harbor bitterness and unforgiveness in our heart toward them. We have to say, Lord, help them. But you know what? I'm going to follow on to know God. And so I'm not going to let any offense come in my heart and my mind that will keep me from knowing God. Can I get a big Amen. Come on, pursue. What are you going to pursue? How are you going to pursue a better mental health this year? Maybe maybe you need to get some counseling. I'm I'm off our counseling. You You can come talk to us. If we can't help, we can move right on. We've got professional marriage counselors. If you're dealing with addiction, we've got addiction counselors. If you're dealing with pornography, we've got the counselors that, that deal with pornography. Well, listen, what are you dealing with? What are you struggling with? You've got to get your mind right. Get your mind right. Get your, first of all, we get our heart right. We get right with God. We pursue God. But then we've got to get our mind right. What are you going to do? How are you going to pursue that? Whatever you need to do to get a clear conscience, if you need to go to counseling and them figure out who you're mad at and what's going on, do it. Whatever you need to do to get in a better mental condition, do it. Somebody say, I'm going to pursue God. Better mental health. And then he's, I'm, I'm going to pursue this year a, a better physical health. We've been doing it all wrong, Pastor. Listen, I had a revelation this morning. I had to call him on this. When you get a revelation, you got to tell somebody. I got my phone. I called Pastor in his office. And I told him, we've been doing this thing all wrong. I said, i got to share it with him. 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 8. King James says, For bodily exercise profiteth little, but godliness is profitable unto all things, having promise of life that is now and of that which is to come. So many people have read that scripture and they've said, Well, it says body pro- bodily exercise profiteth little. I, I shouldn't do it. That's not what it means. It, 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 it says in the different versions that it profits a little. One says uh, exercise works. Physical thing works. And so I begin to look. I went to my strongs and I read something. I said, well, that ain't right. That, that's not right. So I went to my vines and I looked at that and they said the same thing. I said, well, that can't be right. And I looked at it, everything. We've been doing it wrong. That word exercise, it's a Greek word. Gymnazo. Gymnazo. G-Y-M-N-A-Z-O. You look it up. Number 1128 in the Greek in the concordance. To practice, train, exercise naked. We've been doing it wrong this whole time. That's what it means. 
I'm like, you got to be kidding me. So I went and I began to study this out. I went and I began to see. And it, it, it says in, in the palatestra or the school of athletics. And I went in there in Greek. You know, Greek's where we get uh, Greek mythology. It's where, we, it's where the Olympics came from. And I began to look. They had schools of, 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 of exercise. School, palastra. And they exercised naked. I said, but I don't have a body like Zeus. I ate a whole bag of donuts this morning. Ain't nobody wants to see that. (laughs) I better not catch you down on that obstacle course. I went on down gymnasio, and then I found gymnastio, and uh, and then I realized they're still doing it today. Uh, it said to ex- exercise. Uh, 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 I didn't write this one down. Uh, uh, it, it it wasn't one was nude, and then the other one was like scantily clad. I'm like, well, yeah, I see that in my gym. There's some scantily clad people doing that one. Uh, and then when I, that's where we get our word gymnasium and whatever. I couldn't believe it when I read it. To practice, train, exercise, naked. All I know, I guess we're going to have to get out the, DV, the, the, the VHS tape, sweating to the oldies, get in the living room. It's going to be fun. That's all I know. Not going to do it at the gym, but I, I, I maybe try it at home. Try it at home with your husband and wife. Listen, you've been trying to get your husband to exercise. You just go on in there and exercise naked. He'll, he'll, he'll watch. It'll get his heart rate up. Pursue it. That's all I'm saying. It profits little. But it does profit some. You just got to do it the right way. We were doing it wrong. Now I know. Number four, we're going to pursue. So listen, are you going to pursue better health this year? Are you going to eat better? You know what? I just I talked about it Wednesday night. I would that you prosper and be in health as your soul prospers. We took that word soul and we thought it just meant our relationship with God. So we said, okay, the, 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 the more I pray, the more I read my Bible, the holier I get, then the healthier and the richer I'll get. But we got people who love God with all of their heart and they're broke and in bad health. So we realize that that's not what that means. That word soul there is, is translated uh, mind, will, and emotions. So what it means there is the more you understand about wealth and health, the wealthier and healthier you'll be. The more you understand uh, about how eat, to eat better and to exercise and, and to, to, to give and to, to serve and to save and to invest. The more you understand about these things, the better you'll be at them. But we've just thought that, that we just tied it to our relationship with, okay, I must not be holy enough because I'm not healthy. I'm not. And, and, and why, let me ask you this, why would God want you to be I would that you prosper, be in health as your soul. Why does God want your soul to prosper? Why does He want you to be in good relationship with Him? And why does He want you to be healthy? And why does He want you to be blessed? There you go. There's a lot of people that have money, but they can't go do what God tells them to because they're physically unable. There's people who are physically able, they can't go because they don't have any money. And then there's others who they have the money and they have good health, but they're not in relationship with God and they don't go do what God wants them to do. But if you can get in right relationship with God, you can be healthy, you can have some extra money. When God says, hey, get on an airplane and go preach the gospel over here, you can do it. When somebody comes and the Lord speaks and says, hey, give an offering. You pull it out and do it. You can forward the kingdom of God. And uh, we pursue those things. And uh, we, 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 we'll get to that one in just a minute. But let's talk about this a second. We want to pursue good relationships. So if we want to recover from bad relationships, we want to pursue good relationships, how are we going to do that? Well, number one, we, said, we, did, we did this two weeks ago. 
Remember when we took a moment to say, I'm sorry? Y'all remember that? that? That's your first step in mending relationships and making things better. And that's just saying, I'm sorry. Making things right from the past. Because listen, you're not the only one that has a conscience of offense. There are people who have a conscience of offense about you. You have hurt people. You've said things you shouldn't have said. You did things you shouldn't have said. And that brings a wedge. And so you, you move on and maybe you're cordial and you smile and you say hi. But there's always that. You need to go and say I'm sorry. It may be your spouse. It may be your children. It could be your boss or your coworker or a, a, an employee. It could be somebody right here across the church. But to a healthy relationship, there, it's, there's no perfect relationships. You know why? Because there's no perfect people. We're imperfect. We make mistakes. We do say, we act in ways we shouldn't do. And so we got to come back and we say, Lord, I want to pursue a better relationship with my spouse, with my children, with my friends. How am I going to do that? Number one, I'm going to make things right that are wrong. Now, I want you to begin to pray, number one, that the Lord will put that desire in your heart. Because I'm telling you, there are some people that say, I ain't saying I'm sorry. I don't care. I don't like them people. I don't like them. I'm not telling them about Jesus. Because if I tell them about Jesus, they'll get saved, they'll repent, they'll go to heaven, and I want them to go the other direction. You know what? That's a bad attitude. And uh, the Bible says if you say you love your brother, no, the Bible says if you say you love God but hate your brother, you're a liar. So if we're going to pursue, here's what's going to happen. When you pursue God, it's going to make you want to pursue people. When you pursue and get in right relationship with God, you're going to have a guilty conscience and the Holy Spirit is going to start convicting you and saying, hey, you need to make that right. And you know what? Then... Begin to pray. Say, Lord, put the willingness in me. And then when you get the willingness, say, okay, now, Lord, give me opportunity. And I'm telling you, it'll happen. You'll, you'll come around the corner at Walmart, and y'all's buggies will clash. Bam. There they are right there. What are you going to say? You know what you can say? Hey, I've been praying I would see you. And they're going to go, what? Yeah, I've been praying I would see you. Because I've been pursuing God. And I've been pursuing to know God. And, and, and as, I, as I pursue God, I realize how much He loves me. And I realize how much He has forgiven me for. And how could I accept His forgiveness and not give it? So I just want you to know, I forgive you. I'm sorry for what I did, for my part in it. And you know what? It may or may not restore the relationship. But you know what? You'll leave that place that day and your conscience will be void of offense. And you'll be able to move on to the next person. Because I know you got more than one. Don't we all? Yeah. We all do. But, don't try... To go to them and make it right while you're exercising naked. Just don't do that. That ain't going to work. It's not going to work. I don't know why I went up to that next point. I just, just, let's move on. Come on, come on, talk. Apologize. Come on, you, you want to have a better relationship with your wife? Take her out on a date. Valentine's. Gentlemen, Valentine's is coming. Chocolate. Diet chocolate is the wrong way to go. A membership to the gym or to the smoothie club, that's not the right way. That will not get you points. Come on, a flower, stuffed animal, love note, a card, something, something. Just, just make an effort. Go out on a date. Do, do, do something special. Uh, whatever you got to do. Back to counseling. 
Maybe you need to go to family counseling. Maybe you need to go deal with some things about a friend or or a a past relationship that's hurt you. Uh, Whatever you need to do to have to pursue. Now, Now, what's pursuit? To follow for a long distance or time. See, what'll happen is people will, well, I tried that. I've had people tell me, I, I tried church. <laughs> I tried tithing. I tried. It's, no, it's not something you try. It's something you do for a long distance, a long time, and you don't ever stop. You don't ever need to stop pursuing good relationships. And we're going to pursue this year. We're going to pursue good financial help. Help. We're going to pursue after. You know what it means? For some, it means you're going to get a job. Amen? See, nobody will say amen. Nobody wants a job. For others, you might need to get another job. How many jobs should I work until you have enough money? Pastor, when can I retire? When you got enough money. I'm going to pursue. First of all, uh, this, this, this is a good. This is a good place right here uh, to just remind you: the giving statements are on the back. Here, here, here's what I need you to do. I need you to get your giving statement. I need you to open it up. I need you to look at it. I need you to look at the amount and ask yourself: Did I pay my tithe? Is this representative of ten percent? Of what I made this year. 10% belongs to God. Malachi said, will a man rob God? And they said, no, we would never take a gun and stick it in God's ribs and say, stick him up. He said, but you have robbed me. They said, how? He said, in tithe and offerings. You didn't bring into the storehouse what was God's. You didn't give. And so, uh, Deuteronomy, listen, listen to this, listen to this. Deuteronomy 8, 17 and 18. And thou say in thy heart, My power and the might of my hand hath gotten me this wealth. Has anybody ever heard anybody say that? I did this. I pulled myself by my own bootstraps. I started this. You know, I did this. I did that. I did that. He said, don't say that. There's those that say in their heart, I got this wealth. But thou. Everybody say thou. Means me. But you. But me, I shall remember the Lord thy God. For it is He who hath given the power to get wealth. That He may establish His covenant which He sware unto thy fathers as it is this day. Listen, it is God that helps you gain wealth. And when you rob God and you take away what belongs to God, you tie His hands. And if God can't help you, can't nobody help you. People come all the time, Pastor, pray. I can't pray a prayer that over... Laps God. I can't pray a prayer that goes over the principles of God. Once you're giving and you're tithing and you're honoring God, then we can pray. Because he said, then we can pray and he'll rebuke the devourer for your sake. He'll break the curse. So you, you, you look, look at your giving statement and say, hey, did I honor God? If not, I encourage you. Please do. Please do. Luke chapter 6, verse 36. Therefore be merciful, just as your Father also is merciful. Judge not, and you shall not be judged. Condemn not, and you shall not be condemned. Forgive, and you will be forgiven. Give, and it will be given to you. Good measure, press down, shake it again. that sound familiar? Isn't that what we declare every week? See, but you've been declaring that, but you didn't give nothing. You can't declare that without giving. Give, and then it shall be given. Pressed down, shaken together, running over. Will it be put into your bosom? For with the same measure that you use, it will be measured back to you. 
Ah. Everybody go, ah. See, you wanted to come to God with your little, ah. Uh, yeah, just that little, what's, what's the smallest scoop? The, all the measuring cups. Little teaspoon. You wanted to come to God with the teaspoon. Here you go. Lord, give me a 55-gallon barrel. And the Lord said, with whatever measure that you use, I'll use to give back to you. He said, if you give generously, I'll give to you generously. But if you give sparingly, I'll give it to you sparingly. That is a principle and church, there's nothing I can do as your pastor, as your friend, to go over that. So, once you're doing what God has asked you to do, you're tithing, you're giving offerings, then we can come together, we can trust God, we can believe God, we can rebuke the devil, rebuke the devourer, we can do all of those things. Uh, but until then, whatever measuring thing you're using that's just the one he's using so you know what I want to do this year I want to pursue God with a bigger measure amen if I've been using a teaspoon I'm going to go to a table if I've been using a table I want to go to a cup if I'm going to go from a cup I'm going to a bucket come on I'm ready to get a barrel come on give me a dump truck huh Oh, that's good. Brother Dale said, when you give, you're giving according to your riches. You made $100, you owe 10 You're giving according to your riches. But when God gives, He's giving according to His riches. It all belongs to Him. Amen? Amen. So, uh, let, let, we're, we're going to pursue. We're going to pursue God. Did any, anybody want to pursue anything today? Anybody want to follow hard after anything today? Anybody want to get after it? You know, there's a whole bunch of teams pursuing the Super Bowl. And then some, some of them, you know, the ones with the big star, the only way they're going is they buy a ticket. That's sad, isn't it? But, you know, sometimes when you pursue, you fail. But guess what? They'll be back. There'll be another season. Another opportunity. Listen, just because you failed in your pursuits in the past, don't let that stop you from pursuing in 2020. Well, what, what are we going to do in 22? I said, what are we going to do in 22? We're going to pursue. We're going to recover all. We're going to pursue. We're going to catch. We're going to recover. It may not happen this month or next month, but we're going to keep pursuing until we overtake. We're going to pursue all those things that we're believing God for. I don't know what you're You know what? For everybody, it's different. For some of you, you're going to look, you're going to get that giving statement and you're going to go, wow, praise the Lord. I gave more than I made. I gave over 10%. There's many like that. Others will look at that and go, well, I didn't quite do it, I, what I should. I didn't do enough. I, and, and you know what? You, you, you evaluate yourself. And then you go, okay, now I know where I'm at. Now I know what I'm, where I'm going. Some of you are pursuing just your relationship with God. Some of you are not right relationship with God. You're still playing games. Some of you watching online, you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior. You're just starting. Many of you need to pursue and fix a relationship. Some of you are wanting to... Everybody starts out every year, I want to get healthier. But guess what? We don't usually pursue it. We've we got to continue. It, it has to be consistent. And that's why you can't do these crazy diet things. You know, I'm never doing this again. Oh, you'll be doing it tomorrow. You know what? You know, that's why I don't, make any, I don't make New Year's resolutions. All I say, I'm going to try to do better this year than I did last year. I'm just going to try to do better. And I did. Today, I did not eat that whole bag of donut holes. I didn't. I left about half of them in there. 
had two cappuccinos, but other than that, I'm going to do better. But you know what? I've got to pursue it. And, and you, I can't pursue for you. I can't pursue your health. I can't pursue your relationships. I can't pursue your finances. I cannot pursue God for you. I can pray that the Lord will help you pursue. And that's what I want to do today. Today, you're here in this building. You're watching at home. And you say, Pastor, in 22, I want to pursue. I want to pursue God. I, I want to pursue better relationships. I want to pursue better mental health. I want to pursue better finances. I want to pursue uh, better physical uh, health. I, w- I want to pursue all these things. And there may be a lot of things that you're wanting to pursue we haven't even talked about. If that's you, I want you to stand it right where you're at and just say, I'm going to pursue it. You've got to start this journey yourself. And as you start this journey of pursuit, I encourage you, don't give up when it gets hard. See, the first time you go to that person and try to say you're sorry, they may slam the door in your face. They may hang the phone up on you. They may see you and turn around and walk off. That's okay. Just keep praying. Lord, give me an opportunity to make that right. And then move on and do something else. See, I'm, I'm, I'm right now, I'm pursuing my second million dollars. Because I didn't catch my first one. (laughs) I'm pursuing my second one. I'm pursuing it. I'm pursuing to do better. I'm pursuing God. What are you pursuing today? Today you're standing on your feet. Those of you at home, you're making a decision. Today I'm going to pursue God. This is between you and God. Nobody can do it for you. So in your heart today, say it with me. Dear Lord Jesus, today, I start a pursuit of you. I want to know you. Of others. Better finances. Better health. Relationships. A better mind. Better thinking. Better living. Better acting. I want to be better. And today, I start my pursuit. I'm going to follow it for a long distance, for a long time. I'm not going to stop till I overtake it and I get it. Father, I pray for the times of these people, Lord, as they made this decision today. There's going to be times of discouragement. They're going to want to quit pursuing because it gets hard. I pray they'll pursue through the hardship. I pray they'll pursue through the failure. They'll pursue through the times that they fall on their face and sin, but they're going to get back up and continue to pursue God. I pray that the enemy has no effect. The enemy has come to steal, kill, and destroy. But we're in pursuit to recover and retake all that he's stolen. And Father, according to your word, you said we can pursue, overtake, and without fail, recover all. So we declare today, we're going to recover. Just make this last declaration. Lord, I declare, I will pursue until I recover. So, Father, don't let any person give up and quit this year. Let this year be a year of hot pursuit after you. After the things that you called us to. And at the end of this year, let us all be able to raise our hand. And say, I am better at the end of the year than I was at the beginning. Because I pursued it. And for that we say thank you. In Jesus' name.